0: No, it's
1: Iowa.
2: Jeff, tell me, I know you stayed up late. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, (laughs) powered by (laughs) ELEC (laughs) 825. You started the show by saying I stayed up late. I know you stayed up late. Which means that I can just take a nap right now and make you do the show. Pretty much. All right. Can I finish the rest of the read to start the show before we get into it? All right. We're thrilled to join you on WWDB 860 AM, part of the Beasley Media Network, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. Again, the big news. Jeff stayed awake to watch Field Dreams <laughs> last night. Glad we could do the show together. Big <laughs> highlight
1: on CNN tonight.
2: Tell me, though. Okay. Yeah, you're you know what, so, you,
1: you ruined a very touching moment. I tear up every time I hear that. Hey, Dad, do you want to have a cat?
2: I thought you were just excited uh, to be here with me. That's no. I mean. Well, that, that I tear up for different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> and,
1: and and instead of you letting me just enjoy that that beautiful moment from that amazing movie, you had to point out that I stayed
2: up late. I, I didn't think facts were embarrassing things. <laughs> but, okay, tell me your thoughts on watching a game in a cornfield. I, I, I loved it. It was clearly watching a a game in a cornfield. Look, you just
1: you just again, you just emotion, dude. You just went you just turned the Field of Dreams game into basically Children of the Corn with a baseball.
2: No, I thought it was. And again,
1: I just made a reference probably that nobody understands. and, And I will tell you, anybody who has never
2: seen Children of the Corn, watch it. And then you will not sleep for like You're a always year. always good for a reference nobody yes. knows anything about. Oh, you had sure to love it, know. though, with the players coming out of the corn to start the game. And well, Kevin Costner came Kevin out. Kevin Costner car. coming out. And they clearly like— And he hammed it up. They He like. took his time. Yep. They had everything He looked around ready. like he didn't know where he was. Now, we're going to get to JP Hammer in a minute because you end up watching the CONCACAF game yep. rather than the Field of Dreams game. JP will be so proud that you chose that. I'm going to bring him on. J.P. Delacamera, we were talking about Field of Dreams game last night, but the fact is Jeff didn't watch most of it. He has his eyes on the Concacaf game. You'll be so proud of him. How you doing?
3: That's good. That's great. I'm glad he was watching it. Um, uh, a fun game to watch, not so much the result, you know. But but the game itself was good. It was very competitive, and I think the Union were kind of hard done by two things that did not go their way. You know, one is the deflected goal. And the other is, is the penalty kick. And you can argue whether it's a penalty kick or not, if you'd like. You know, the fact is the referee did reverse his decision, which was the decision on the field. Uh, but even more so than that, I think people are talking more about that than the mistake, unfortunately, that Martinez made that led to the challenge that he made, you know, when he gave the ball away in a bad spot on the field. You know, the one thing, and Jose is a terrific player, so I'm not picking on him. But, you know, that is a mistake. But, you know, the one thing we've always said about these Mexican teams and especially at Club America, in MLS, you can get away with some of these giveaways. You can give up the first goal like you did against New England and other teams, and you can come back. You do that on the road against a good Mexican team. I don't care whether it's their preseason or their three games in or halfway through or whatever it is. They'll punish you, you know, so when they give that first goal, the chances were probably more likely that Club America would get a second goal before the union would get one. That's how good teams punish you for mistakes.
1: You know, one of the things that I was surprised at, probably because I don't watch a lot of of the Mexican teams play, is the physicality of the game. Do you think the union was ready for that kind of physicality?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I I think um, you could you could tell me, you know, who the fittest teams are in MLS and, you know, you could debate who is the most fit. But I guarantee you that the union are are right up there. They're supremely fit, uh, ready from a health standpoint to compete. And they are used to the physical play. MLS is a very physical league, so uh, they're not surprised at all. They were ready for it. They they matched them. I think, you know, when you talk about physical play, one of the things that we've seen with the Mexican clubs and, and the Mexican national team, they'll do anything to try to get you off your game. So you want to call it gamesmanship, whatever you want to call it, whether it's um, an extra hit after a whistle, whether it's. Uh, a little extra nudge here, an extra nudge there, um, something that looks unintentional but probably was intentional, they do that, and that's to their credit. You know, I mean, the U.S. will do that, and MLS teams will do that as they become more experienced in the international games. But uh, I don't think for a minute that the union were caught off by any physical play, and I thought they matched them physically toe-to-toe throughout the night.
1: You think the union's going to go out and hire the Flyers dentist for games?
3: (laughs) Wow. I mean, that's, well, if you had high-definition television, you probably saw even the size of the tooth, right? I mean, that's a hockey hit, right? I mean, uh, not a hockey hit, but a hockey type of an injury. You know, we see that all the time in hockey where, you know, you'll see a tooth come out of a player's mouth. Uh, in an NHL game. But yeah, that one was tough. I didn't get an update on what happened after That's I doubt that that's why he came out of the game. He, he looked dazed to me and I don't want to speculate on any of that stuff, but I think he, he took another hit later. Uh, He's a tough player. And uh, the way he played after the tooth came out and, and his reaction indicated that he was past that. So hopefully he is okay. Uh, but that's why they had taken him out. I doubt it was for the tooth. I haven't read any update though on it, so I'm not sure.
2: You know, we talk about how physical the game was. Were you surprised there was no foul there?
3: Uh, yeah. What, was there a foul? There was just no card. <laughs> uh, no, there was there was that, no foul. There
2: was there was no penalty, yes. no nothing. I,
3: yes. I would say yes. I would say yes. Yeah. But, um, it was it was late at night. You know when I was watching, and so I, I was more concerned my that he was down. Yeah, my uh, I I was more concerned that he was down. You know, for as long as he was down, and and that I didn't know what the injury was at first. You know, before I saw the replay and the tooth came out. You know, I didn't know what it was. I, I knew he got hit in the face, in the mouth. I thought there was blood, but I, I didn't know about the tooth. You know, that came flying out. But you can only imagine how painful that is. Yes. Um, you know, like on impact one. And then you know, once the tooth is out, I mean, there's it must be painful.
2: Everything about that has to be off. Okay, so they lose two nothing. Can they? Obviously, they have the the rematch at Subaru Park coming up in September. Can they make up the deficit next month with the roster they have going into that game?
3: I, I think that they can. Um, a three nothing deficit. I, I'm optimistic, but. Against a, a team like Club America, I wouldn't have given the union that much of a chance, but two nothing? Sure they could. Um, could they beat Club America three nothing? I don't think that's the, the thought here, but I think you can beat them two nothing in your place and then set the stage for extra time, right? One, one thing is that's tricky, you know everybody is saying, you know, when they, they didn't press last night, of course they wouldn't press last night, not at altitude and you know, not away from home. Uh, and, and knowing that they needed to keep the score down. But at home, I'm hearing some people say, well, they're going to go for it. They're going to high press. I don't know what they're going to do because, first of all, the second leg is not till another month from now, right? So I don't know how they're going to play. But remember, you know, the, the weight of the road goal. So you can't give Club America a goal, right? So if it ends up 2-2 on aggregate, you know, Club America is going through, because of the road goal right so so you can't get involved in in a game like that where where you need this right you can't give up the road goal because then it just makes makes the mountain that much higher and especially if you give up that road goal early in the game now you're looking at not only three nothing down aggregate but a road goal too so um if they open it up, if they high press, you know, it's got to be risk-reward, I would think. I mean, you can't just go for it blindly because of the consequences of how important that road goal would be to Club America.
1: So when I, when I watched that game last night and when I've been watching the Union lately, there's a player missing. And I'm baffled as to why and what happened to him. Montero was such a big part beforehand. What happened mm-hmm. to him?
3: Uh, great question. He was suspended first of all, though, for last night, I don't know if you had heard that on the broadcast. Um, I had known he was suspended. So was Matt Real. So they were not eligible to play as of last night, right? They couldn't have played in those games no Mm -hmm. matter what. Um, Montero's thing is, is tricky in the sense that I don't have inside information as to what happened. I only know, you know, what I have read, you know, it indicated that there was a family problem, right, that he was separated from his family because of COVID and, uh, you know, them not being in this country. I'm not sure where they are, uh, first of all. But when they said he was in transfer talks, you know, that that implies that uh, it's very vague, you know, he's in transfer talks to me only means that um, he's involved in something that could happen, not involved in something that will happen necessarily, right? Because what if if those transfer talks fail? Now what do you do, right? So my expectation all along has been we are either going to hear that he was transferred to another club overseas, or my opinion is that whenever the next game is next week, I think he's going to be coming back.
2: Without him out there, we've seen some of the young kids get time. Particularly the last MLS game the team played before Concacaf, they had three of their real young prospects out there with Sullivan and Aronson. Aronson getting his first goal. Uh, what's your yeah. thought of what you've seen from the young guys coming in, and what the this roster is going to look like? They continue to make moves and tweaks.
3: Yeah, I'm impressed with it, and and the. The thing, the thing about Jim Carton, he's always been about this. It, it's always about the team. It's not one individual. So you could tell me if you want that Montero is, you know, is their best player, uh, and I'll buy that. If you know, if you want to sell that to me, but is he irreplaceable? Uh, no, I, I don't think he's irreplaceable at all. You know, I think we've we, uh, the team as an organization, has shown that sure they can do okay without him.
2: And I'm not minimizing
3: it because I think he's a terrific player. But if he doesn't play, that means Gosdive plays in his normal spot at, at a number ten. It means that you don't have to sit out somebody else like a Leon Flock, perhaps you know, because of Montero in there, and and it also stops the progress maybe of a Quinn Sullivan, uh, Jack McGlynn, you know, now Paxton Aronson from what we saw the other day. So I think, you know, you try to take something positive out of what was a negative, right? I mean, Montero is a terrific player. Whatever, whatever. Has happened or whatever is going on, doesn't negate that he's a terrific player, and and I hope he's back for next Wednesday against NYCFC. If he's not, you know, and he and he has moved on, um, I still feel very confident with Gazdag at the ten. You know, Flock being where he is, more minutes for Sullivan, more minutes for McGlynn, more minutes for Aronson, and you know they just signed two other players. You know, Jesus Bueno is going to be in. Last I heard, he was not in yet. I think there's a visa situation, but Davo is here, and we might see him as soon as next Wednesday. I, I didn't see his name last night on the roster. They only dress 18 there, uh, but I was told he was eligible to play if they needed him. And I think, you know, we don't get to watch training anymore because of COVID situations. But I believe Davo did have a few sessions, you know, with a team before they left. So I think that Davo gives them another skilled player up top. Bueno gives him more depth in the midfield. And if, if Montero does in fact come back, those are great decisions for Jim Curtin to have to make.
1: All right. I'm gonna take you across the pond if you don't mind, because while there may be nobody that's irreplaceable here, Messi is irreplaceable. And yes. and I am very confused about the whole thing because the the number I, I heard everything. But I'm, and I texted you about this. I am baffled that of the stories that Barcelona is somehow close to a billion dollars in debt. How does how do these teams get in these situations and still exist?
3: Um, I think financial fair play is an oxymoron. I guess Mm -hmm. I I don't think there's such a thing as financial fair play because how how do some of these teams do it? and and not get penalized right i mean how how is this possible that that a team of that stature could be in debt the way that they were or that some teams have had sanctions because they went you know above and beyond the financial fair play unless somebody opens up their books publicly you know i'm very leery very suspect of all of this uh to me there's a lot of things that don't smell right you know about the messy situation uh, i believe in the tears from him. I don't think he really wanted to leave Barcelona. I don't. But how could Barcelona have been bringing him back in there knowing that they really couldn't have signed him unless unless they were told by La Liga, you know, stay the course, you know, we'll figure this out. You know, we'll we'll get this in some way, somehow we'll get this done and then something happened. I I don't know when the official, the real story will come out, but to me there's details that are that are sketchy, that, that don't make sense to me. Um, how, how did Messi and his team agree to a contract this quickly when the whole world was told when, last Friday, that, that he was not going to be going back to Barcelona? And then on Monday, we're hearing, well, he's, he's already signed with Paris Saint-Germain. I mean, a, a deal like that d- doesn't get done in two days. I'm so... Just-
2: I'm just glad you, know, you pronounced I mean, the team that he's going to there because I totally would have butchered <laughs> uh, it. But, yeah. But, you
3: can say PSG. PSG is what most people call but, it, but um, they're the odds on favorite now to win the, the Champions League. I'll, I'll make the, the safe prediction that the number 30 I'm told he's going to wear, jersey, will be the largest selling one there is <laughs> in the world, and that whatever money they're paying him, whether it's thirty million, forty million, whatever it is, they'll make that in the jersey sale. So there's no, you know, there's no issue with that. But, you know, the whole deal doesn't smell right to me. And I I'm a Messi fan. Same with Ronaldo, but in the Messi Ronaldo debate, I've always said Messi's the guy for me. But last year, when they were talking about him wanting to leave, as much as I love the story of a player staying with one team for his entire career, and that's why I was saddened to see Tom Brady leave you know, the Patriots when he did and, and other great names from the past that have left that couldn't finish their career in those cities, right? I thought the only way Barcelona can save themselves is to sell Messi because he said he wanted to go, and if they waited until this year, he would have been available for free. Whereas if they had sold him for whatever that price was last year, Uh, You know, just throw out a figure, whatever it was, $200 I don't remember what it was, but whatever that figure was, that would have not only taken them out of debt, but probably would have taken them from red to black, and they could have replaced Messi with five or six younger players. Granted, it wouldn't have gone over well, but is it going over well now? Had I don't he, think it's going over well in Barcelona.
1: Well, yeah, and it's not just Barcelona. From everything I've read, the entire league will suffer as a result of this of one player leaving. Is Has there ever been any player that has impacted an entire league and set of nations in the sports world the way that what just happened with Messi has?
3: I'm going to say no, because when I think about all of the great teams that we've had in sports, it's never been about one guy, right? When... When Tom Brady decides, you know, enough is enough at age 50 or whatever age, you know, he'll play <laughs> to, um, the NFL is not going away. They'll be more popular, right? Because by then, uh, everyone will be talking about, you know, the kid that's playing in, in Jacksonville, right? Or somewhere else. Right? Tom Brady's uh, kid.
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> or or um, the fourth um, generation uh, of yeah, Manning.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll be talking about something else, right? But, you know, at one point, it was Messi and Ronaldo. And even though those two teams only played X amount of times per year, man, that was great for the ratings, right? When you had one of those those uh, derby games, those classical games, when when uh, Barcelona took on Real Madrid, right? And then they met sometimes in other competitions. Um, it was must see television for sure, right? So, you know, I'm sure ESPN's not happy. They just get the rights for that, and they lose, you know, the top the top, top guy. Draw. Right. So, I mean, you, you lose the big player. La Liga is still a fantastic league. And I think, you know, Hey, if I'm a, if I'm a La Liga fan, I want to tune into Barcelona because I want to see what's the fan reaction. And I want to see how do they play without Messi? You know, what if, what if they become a better team? You know, what if, what if they spread the ball around better? What if they rely on five guys to lead them instead of one guy? Right. I mean, it could turn out to be a decent story. And if Messi leads Paris Saint-Germain to the UEFA Champions League title, it'll be a great story in France. You know Their TV numbers are going to go up. I don't know what their television deal is, but um, I can guarantee you somebody's already thinking about how many ways and when and how and where they can get more Messi games on TV.
1: So just so you know, I just checked, and within 30 minutes, Messi's jersey sold out in the online story, store. Eight hundred and thirty-two thousand copies sold. Yep that'll that'll okay. help. Uh, so here,
3: here here's another question for you: How did they get that many jerseys printed that quickly?
1: You know that's a good question. Well, and that so that goes to your. There, there's
3: more. There's more to this story, guys.
1: That that I definitely. Can, I'm
3: not a conspiracy theorist, but there's too many things here that that don't make a whole lot of sense to me. The speed of which this is going, and you could argue if you want that last year, you know Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, wanted to get him. And and so, you know, it was easier to make the deal. Whatever you want to say is fine. But, I mean, do we know that um, he was going to take the number 30? I, I assume that number is already in the back of the jersey. Otherwise, people wouldn't be buying it. And also, I read that Neymar is number ten, and Neymar offered it to Messi, and Messi said no.
2: Yep. Yeah, didn't didn't take it. Before we let you go, I got to ask you the women and the men real fast. The women, sure. Are we seeing a changing of the guard after the bronze in the Olympics, and and then the men, uh, are we seeing with their Gold Cup performance being ranked in the top ten with a roster that probably isn't their main roster, a team that can you know yeah. play in with the World Cup this year?
3: Yeah. U.S. men are on the rise. This is the best group of young players and the most talented young players that we have ever had. Um, I haven't been around forever, but I go going back to the um, 90s. I would say uh, the only the only class of players that I could think is close to this was in 2002, Donovan Beasley and some others, but not even not even in the same neighborhood as this team right now. When you think of how many players are playing regularly, quality minutes with big time clubs, you know, Dest at Barcelona, you know, you've got um, Gio Reyna um, at Dortmund. You've got off the top of my head, Pulisic playing at Chelsea. Uh, You know, Tyler Adams is getting regular minutes. A lot of guys are getting a lot of quality playing time on these big clubs, right? Making an impact
2: with that time. Yeah.
3: And that, that didn't happen before. So U.S. national team is in a great place, and you've got players like Wayne. I said this on an interview the other day, that he's young enough, he's got at least three World Cups in him, right? If he's only, whatever, he is 18, you know, three World Cups covers like 12 years. He's fine, you know, and it's the same with a lot of these other players, right? And now we've got, you know, depth at certain positions, and I think, you know, the Gold Cup may have, may have helped us a little bit more in terms of, you know, Who's next or where is there more depth? I mean, Matt Turner is making a name for himself that I'm not sure how many people would have said before that Gold Cup started that you would be hearing debate about whether or not you know, he could play in World Cup qualifying. There was no debate before it. There's certainly debate now based on what I'm hearing.
2: And with the women, did we see sort of the end of an era with this team that's done so much for women in sports, not just in soccer with the bronze?
3: Yeah. In... I want to be careful with this answer because I
2: think I think people
3: I think people were disappointed, you know, by the result because we're spoiled by their success. You know, they won a bronze medal, you know, at, at an Olympics during a COVID year. Right, I, I know all of these teams had to deal with it, but here's what I think about the U.S. team. Whether they won the gold or not, yes, this was going to be an end of an era. Just look at the ages. We were saying that at the end of the 2019 Women's World Cup, when I, I think the stat was 12 players over 30, and and a few of them were closer to mid 30s, closer to 40, than closer to 30. So you knew a change was coming, right, at, at some point. But When I started to read what some people were writing, you know, the team was too old. They weren't too old. When when you think of age in a tournament, I I mean, they were average age was about thirty at the last World Cup. They were one of the oldest teams, and they won it. And that was only two years ago. But when I think of age affecting a team, regardless of the league, regardless of the tournament, you see the age towards the end, right? Like in the NHL, if you're an old player, those first three months. You're fine, right? But now you get to the playoffs or, or game 70, and now you, if you're an old team, now you can see it, right? At a World Cup, you're not going to see it in game one. If a team is old, you shouldn't see it, right? And, and the U.S. was bad in game one against Sweden. To me, that's, that's not an excuse that they, were, that they were too old. And they got a break from the Olympic Committee when they said the reserve players now can count. So instead of having an 18-player roster, now you had the 22, right? So I think there are a lot of factors in this. Part of it, I think, was COVID-related. They couldn't train like they normally did. Not an excuse because other countries are in the same boat, right? But U.S. had a lack of meaningful games because of COVID. They had to play Mexico twice because they couldn't get any other opponent. So I think their preparation was not as good as it had been in the past no fans in the stadium. I think it affects the U.S. team more than others because I think they play off that energy and that crowd, you know, the isolation, they didn't have family members. Nobody's talking about the Julie Ertz injury because she played, but was that the Julie Ertz that can dominate? I don't think so. You know, she was not at 100%. And when you talk about age, two of the players that did not have a good tournament are two of the best players that they have, two of the most dependable players they have, And both are under the age of 30, and that was Sam Lewis and Abby Dahlkemper. So it was a strange tournament. You know, Tina Davidson, I thought, did well for herself. She started four games. I I doubt that was part of the plan going in. So I I give them props for getting to a, a point where that bronze medal meant something to them, and they wanted to go off on a high note. And I'm not saying it was the last game for Carly Lloyd if it was she scores twice I'm not saying it was the last game for Megan Rapino if it was you know she scores twice this game meant something to them they didn't roll over and and think well it's, it's gold or nothing so i give them credit for that yeah there's going to be changes for sure they are going to get younger but that was going to happen even if they won the gold medal because you know time is ticking right on the clock and it's been a great great run they've won two straight world cups they get a bronze medal. Um, that ended what last week? We can talk a time here, <laughs> but they they also got a bronze medal. I mean, this has been a fabulous run for this team, and now let's see what some of the younger players can do, and and see what decisions our individual players make on their own, and what decisions that the coach Vladko Andonovsky has to make, you know, to tell somebody if he wants to, you know, that. This is it. You know, it's time to move on. We're going to change this because uh, there's a lot of pressure on that seat. You know, well, you're expected to win, and he knows that.
2: Well, we always appreciate that we can turn to you for all the soccer news that we need. Look forward to your next call, the Union game, and appreciate the time. JP, you have a great afternoon.
3: Anytime, guys. Thanks for having
2: me. Thanks so much. Jeff, uh, I think JP was just impressed that you stayed up to watch soccer game. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's so the moral of that interview. To you me. know,
1: I didn't really think about how much time it takes to sign Messi but here's another interesting thing he's also getting a percentage of PSG fan tokens that they're creating which is a cryptocurrency how did they do this as quickly it takes much longer than that to negotiate this kind of complex contract look
2: you're the one that negotiates
1: contracts yeah, for a and living well, and, and well no and, he, and here's another interesting thing they made 105 million dollars off of those jerseys that's how much they sold for so they made 10 they make 10% PSG makes 10% I'm not going to say the whole
2: name so how does barcelona lose a billion dollars so, so it was, well no so it's
1: 10.5 million dollars in profit in the first day and his salary is 40 million dollars so they made 25% of it in, in the first 17 He'll hours He'll pay
2: for himself jeff let's leave the soccer talk there we'll hit a break when we come back we've got michael collins to join us to talk some golf
1: operating engineers
0: are the men and women that move mountains and the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why
1: ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work.
2: Jeff is still puzzled through the break on how Barcelona The whole dropped... <laughs> thing
1: doesn't make sense, and I never thought about it that way, but they somehow did this in, in a week with all of this complexity to it, and PSG's making a ton of money already.
2: They are making a ton of money. Uh, anything else jump out about the conversation like with as, Like has the
1: union sold 832,000 jerseys all time? That Think about the number of jerseys,
2: and I can't get any of them when I try to order it. I, you know, I was impressed, by the way. One of the first things that you said to me today was a critique of Jim Curtin's jacket that he wore on the sideline for the no, game. No, list. no, no.
1: Wait, let's be clear. I wasn't criticizing his jacket. No, it was I was a, baffled how is that it's like so 150 warm. degrees and he's wearing long sleeves <laughs> Well. And, and looking cool as a cucumber when he does it. I mean, he, does, he doesn't even look like he's sweating. Wow. It was raining, so I guess it's a little hard to see, but he, just, he looks cool as
2: a cucumber on the sideline, doesn't he? He never seems to lose it. You going to talk some golf now? Can we? We definitely can if you want to. All right. We got the host of of the show, America's Caddy, on ESPN. America's Caddy himself is a local favorite and show favorite, Michael Collins. Michael, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Boys, it's been too long. It's partly my fault, though. So I missed y'all. I hope everybody's doing good.
2: I'm following yeah. along with what you're doing on Facebook don't you worry yeah I'm tearing
1: I'm tearing <laughs> up from that intro first it was the field of dreams and now it's now it's this intro
2: <laughs> I wanted to make sure he sounded good my man's got it he's busy out there all right M- Michael we got oh, ask it's you
1: been crazy. we got okay, ask you on. we got to ask you questions about the open but they have nothing to do with the golfers have you recovered have you recovered from your dip in the waters in Northern Ireland yet no <laughs> what no. Were you, why why Let did me you tell do that
0: you something. There are things that still have not dropped the whole way that they <laughs> dropped the whole way.
2: Nobody told you how cold that water is going to be, Michael? You who,
1: who, know what, though? Whose idea at was that?
0: Age, the good thing, listen, I'm not going to lie. The good thing about it is that my age now, it just means that when I got to go and sit down, I don't have to worry about touching any other water I don't want to touch. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you know what I mean? There's a good side. Yeah. You got to look at the positive.
2: Now, Michael, how am I supposed to follow up with that? Because I was going to tell Jeff that when I grow up, I want to be Michael Collins because he's always with Canelo Alvarez, and he's out there with Macklemore and doing all these cool things, swimming with stingrays, and here you are talking about how you froze in the ocean and things haven't dropped. Well, apparently he's dropped. Yeah, I think we (laughs) might have lost Michael there for a second. Vito, can you hear him on the other side? All right, we'll, we'll try to get him back in a second. Hey, well, look, You can.
1: here's your chance. You can be him. You
2: said you always wanted to be like him. Here's your chance. Canelo Alvarez can knock, yeah. can knock me out on a golf course. I, I,
1: I, I, I would like to see you box. We, we've, we've you want to see me do well, well, everything that gets me physically look, injured. W- we, we've seen you play basketball. Not uh, well. I've, I've envisioned what it's going to be like when you go to the union
2: and you play goalie. And so the next thing should definitely be boxing. I find nothing entertaining about any of these physical fitness challenges. Who's got a long,
1: who's got longer reach? You or Canelo Alvarez?
2: <laughs> Anybody's got kangaroo has longer reach no, why, than me. Why why? How how tall is he? Taller than me. You Most sure? Everybody is.
1: Maybe we could get, you know, we've had Rivera, but we can get well, we him can, to come back. We yeah. can
2: ask because I did see a picture of Michael laid out on the ground with Canelo Alvarez. What is his reach, Michael? Because what I was saying before you said that you froze in the waters and things haven't dropped is I want, you I want to be you because you're with Canelo Alvarez and you're out there swimming with sharks and stingrays. Things that like I, I want your life when I get older. What is this going on?
0: Here's listen. I'm not. I got bad news for you. I'm never growing up. Oh, okay, so, so I get no chance. I don't know. I don't know who plans on taking my place, but you know, Peter Pan stayed on the island. So whatever <laughs> island I'm on, I'm staying.
2: You're hanging I'm not out there.
0: A lie. It's been. Trust me when I tell you. Like I, I'm the first person to admit and realize that my life is honestly a dream. Like, I'm the luckiest dude in the whole world because of what I get to do. Like, I basically – I get paid to goof off with and make new friends. And right? they love like, you for it. Well, it, it's I treat – I believe, and this is what someone else has told me. I, I treat everyone the same. I don't care what you do for a job. I don't care how much money you make. That's not what makes you cool. That's not what makes you a good person. But if you're a good person – then we're probably going to have a good time together. And so I have enjoyed being able to hang out and meet really good people who just happen to be famous or have really jobs that put them into a famous position. But I'm not going to treat them any different than I treat anybody else. Like my friends, the people that I work with at at golf tournaments all the time, like my one buddy, I won't say his name because he always gets mad. He's like, I'm not walking the course with you. I'm like, why? He goes, because someone will stop and you'll talk to them for 10 minutes. And as soon as we walk away, I'm like, you know who that was? I'm like, nope. I don't know. <laughs> but they wanted to talk. They seemed pretty cool. And we like chatted and had a good time. Okay, so what? Like, why is that a bad thing? I don't understand. You know? And so I, I treat, regardless of if you are the greatest boxer on the planet today or if you're a guy who, you know, Changes out the trash bags at the airport. I don't, if you're cool and a good person, we can have a great conversation and have some fun. So I think, I think, you know, that kind of, I hope, and I think it comes across that I'm the same way, whether there's cameras on or if there's no cameras around whatsoever, I'm the same guy and I always have been that guy. So it's crazy though. Look, there's, there's- I'm not going to lie. Like when Canelo says, Hey man, you uh, let me give you a ride. Cause we were in Greenville, um, Greenville, South Carolina, and he's like, "Where are you going next?" And I go, "I gotta go to to San Diego for the the U.S. Open. I gotta go to Tory Pines. So I'm go out there." He's like, oh, "How many people are with you?" I'm like, "People, I ain't got no crew, man. It's just me." <laughs> and he laughs. And he Where's goes, your no, entourage? Man, you me. Yeah, I go. It's me by myself. I'm the entourage. I got lots of voices in my head. <laughs> and he goes, "Now nah, you, you ride with me." And I'm like, uh... I'm sorry. Say that again. Yeah, no. Let me give you a ride. Well, that's what I saw. I, I saw, um,
2: I I saw the picture you riding know. on Canelo's yes. jet, and I'm like, oh, okay. Holding
0: <laughs> the twenty pound trophy that you yeah. won all my life, which was the rim, <laughs> which was awesome. But like, trust me when I tell you, there was not one part of that flight that I wasn't that I didn't keep looking around like a kid. Like, no. Come on, man. This ain't real. There's no way. I'm literally flying with Canelo. And we were having a great time. Like, just talking. Whatever. We were talking what anybody would be talking. Like, regardless if we were on his jet. <laughs> it just sounds crazy. But see, to take it up a level, then a couple weeks later, what did I do? I played a couple of holes at Eastlake with Rick Ross, the boss. Right? And, like, he brought his... He brought his all of his Bel Air, all those liquors and champagne and stuff, and then we sat on the back porch and had champagne doing our thing. And he was going crazy over my Jordans that I wore to play golf with him in. And like they, they have spikes on them? A robe. <laughs> yeah, I got Jordans with spikes. The ones that they had actually there they had like um tie dye. The Jordans with tie dye on them and the bottom, they say peace on one and love on the other. Wow. And they were specifically designed just for when the PGA championship was at TBC Hardy park in San Fran. So it was a shout out Jordan brand shout out to the summer of 69, the summer of love. So they made Jordans that said peace and love on the bottom and they had tie dye on them. And Rick Ross was like, yo, what's up with them Jordans, brothers. <laughs> and I was like, Rick Ross is sweating on my Jordans right now. Like I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> you know.
1: So wait, and you're, even though you're my
0: not... mom and my wife hate it, I'm see, I'm, I all the time. I'm like, listen, if it all came to an end, and I had to go meet my maker tonight or tomorrow, I'm not gonna complain, man. It's been pretty good, but I'm also not gonna lie. Like, there's still a lot of stuff on my bucket list that I still want to do and places I want to go and stuff.
1: So is one of those giving this all up and going back to college, like J.R. Smith, and, and playing golf there?
0: N- nope. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, I don't need to go to college. I already know. That I already learned what I needed to learn when you go to college. And that is uh, beer before liquor never sicker <laughs> fear, never fear like once I learned that I'm good why would I give
2: a public service
1: college? announcement from Michael Collins yes. my my, my, pa- my parents paid a lot more money for
2: me to get that advice and that's all you learned right yeah that's the thing right? I don't even know you how
0: like, to how much did y'all pay for me to go to college and how much are you making right now you be like I don't think the investment was all that good
2: I don't <laughs> even know how to transition yeah, to FedEx Cup playoffs from that how do I even bring it back to golf, Michael? <laughs> Come on, well, man. It's
0: easy. The easiest thing is the biggest drama, what's going on the biggest drama going on in golf right now, and that's probably the Brooks and Bryson drama that's going on. And the fact that a guy like Ricky Fowler, probably one of the most popular guys on the PGA tour, and the one that probably sells more hats and orange pairs of pants and shirts than anybody, <laughs> is not even gonna be in the playoffs. Like it's crazy to think he's not going to be there but you know you got somebody like Bryson D'Chambeau and Brooks Kepka who are definitely butting heads and trust me when I tell everyone it is not fake
1: well you like, told us this a brooks, year ago
0: yeah off camera brooks does not like bryson whatsoever and now bryson keeps doing all this stuff that just doesn't help himself at all when you come out you like you know I'm not I'm not vaccinated because I want to save it for everybody else. You'd be like, um, for a dude that's called the scientist, you are scientifically stupid when it comes to giving. It. At least if you're gonna say so, like at least give out true information. Like, don't just be making stuff up. You know what I mean? I, like, my mom got the vaccination, but I want to make sure people like my grandparents have enough. You'd be like, um, I I don't think you've done your research there, partner. Like, and you just got COVID. You're like, but I'm healthy like have you not watched any news at all like not even if it's news you think is fake they're all saying the same thing right like i don't quite understand well he's like walking into a wildfire and being like you know what it's not all that hot (laughs) you're standing in a fire dummy
1: well there's there's two problems with this first first of all he seems to have no friends on the tour at least none that are vocally supportive of him now you have Players that are complaining on social media that he's not even yelling out for when he hits an errant shot. It, it seems like well, the bad boy image is yeah, going okay. a bit too far.
0: Well, here's the thing. So you got one guy who's like Brooks Kepka, who's like more – he started to seem like a bully because right. he was the one who was always starting stuff with Bryson. And then you got Bryson who's the guy who doesn't help himself by saying stupid things. And putting himself in stupid positions. Now, Against when it his comes own sponsor. To, well, that's the thing. Like, maybe you don't <laughs> say my equipment sucks when they're writing you a check. I love that the you know sponsor I mean?
2: responded, though. As a comms person, well, I love that they did not lay down with that.
0: Well, here's what the thing was. You said that about the equipment when the guy who had caddied for you the week before was the guy who makes your equipment, like who works for you. (laughs) So you're basically not just ripping the company, you're ripping the dude that you needed to caddy for you because your caddy quit. Like, dude, are you serious? That'd be like... If you say something like, go home and tell you why you think she looks fat and then be like, yo, can I get something later? <laughs> be like, and then act surprised. Like, I don't understand why she wouldn't give me none. Really? You just called her fat and then was like, you want to do it? No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to look at you. Get out the bedroom. Like, yeah, And then you I don't understand. Or just then you got to do the whole, I just want to apologize Um, if I may have offended you. I, I was mad at myself. And – you know, I called you fat because I was looking in the mirror myself <laughs> and I'm fat. So it's not really you, it's me. Well, you're still not getting none, but thank you for the apology.
1: You're gonna go right? with the it's, it's not you, it's me. me. That's gonna work.
0: Right. Yeah, that's well, that's the thing for Bryson. But I will say this when it comes to yelling for. They sixty of everyone on tour, the fairway only gets hit sixty percent of the time. So every single day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. There's probably 860 golf balls that off the tee are going towards people, and you think all 864 of them are yelling for? No, that's my know? point. Now, that my point well, is that everybody's about, attacking him. Right, and he, well, here's the other thing you have to remember when it comes to Bryson. That time he didn't yell for was also after so many people following him were he kept yelling out Brooksy. They were taunting him oh. by yelling Brook. <laughs> and calling him Brooksy. So guess what? Even if I'm him, if I snipe one into the crowd and I think it's going towards the dudes that are yelling Brooksy, meh. Maybe it kicks off of y'all noggin' into the fairway. Mm. And then when I'm walking up, I ain't signing the glove. And I'd be like, hey, when when you wake up, remember it was Brooksy that hit you. Ah, ah, ah." Because on the back of their ticket, they're responsible for getting hit. It ain't the player's fault. so, So that's you know, after a dude like that, like once he's had enough and people are just being over the top brutal, then maybe stay behind him <laughs> when so, he's on the box I'm,
2: I'm curious though, it, how does Bryson's both vaccination status and his feud with Kepka and the way other people feel about him, how will that influence the Ryder cup picks in a few weeks? It won't. Okay.
0: It won't at all. That's the, that's, that's one of those things where when you, when people are trying to come up with stuff, Hey man, we got to write. How is Bryson on the team going to, how's that going to work? Like, is him and Brooks going to be able to be in the same room together? And are they going to be able like, what happens if they're on a the bus and this and that? And it's, it's fake drama. That part is fake drama. Cause think about this. We all have people that we work with, but we don't get along with and We don't like, but you still go to work every day. You still see that person
2: on, Yeah, I come here and hang out Facebook. with Jeff all the time. And, hey, uh, and
0: there you go. <laughs> you got to deal with him every single day, man. right? And you're like, oh, man, two more hours. But then you know what you get to do? Like on a day like today when it's Friday, you're like, man, look at that clock. I almost don't have to see this knucklehead for a lot of hours. Which would be <laughs> wow. Awesome.
1: That's not even and the first time I've been called a knucklehead. <laughs>
0: <truck>. <laughs> there you go. Well, for the Ryder Cup, it's even bigger. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm not going to say any names because I'm not at liberty to. But the little feud between Bryson and Brooks is nothing. But there was a a long time ago, there were guys on the Ryder Cup, and one of the guys had slept with the other guy's wife. Yeah. You think that might have caused a little bit of tension? Like, thou, here's the kicker. The couples never split up. They stayed together, even though everybody knew. So you think that bus ride might have had a little tension on it? And guess what? They there was you don't hear any reports of dudes two guys getting in a fight on the Ryder Cup team. and I ain't say whether it was Europe or America. So <laughs> I'm not saying which team it was on. You're I'm just broadening that away.
2: potential just, audience.
0: All I'm telling you is, well, I just I want everybody to be sure be like hey, everyone's gonna run and start checking one team over another. <laughs> <Yeah. But laughs> Google's gonna blow up. <laughs> I didn't say one team over another. I'm just saying, like, for two guys that just don't get along and don't like each other, the thought of, well, how's that going to affect, that's nothing. Like, if two guys can be on the same team and one guy slept with the other guy's wife and almost caused them to split up, and you think Bryson and Brooks is going to cause, get out of here. Well, you know.
1: You know what I could, what you could do is now that the PGA has this bonus based on social media and stuff like that, and how many hits. Yes. If you gave out the guy's name, he would probably make a lot of money right now. <laughs> oh no, no, not I, enough, not enough to know, pay the alimony. But <laughs>
0: hey, yeah, I, you know what would be also be great? It would be great then if you sent me a job application. <laughs> so that I could then come. Be like, hey, welcome to the team. Now you're only working two Look, hours a Look, looking for somebody. all you get to, that, all that fun stuff you used to get to do. Yeah, you're not doing that no
1: more. <laughs> I you, might as
0: well just start saying how I'm setting mouse traps all around my house and just killing mice. Don't you work for a mouse? Yeah, I hate them. Be
1: like, Come on, well, I don't no, we're think we're gonna. A lot of sense. We got something else for you though. But we can we can now make you the next Eagles expert as as probably one of the greatest Eagles fans. Did you have the chance with all the golf and all the fun things you're doing, did you have a chance to watch a little preseason football yesterday?
0: I only got to see about eight plays total um because of all the stuff that... I mean, I'm also, since I'm finally home and have not been home for a long time, we're in the middle of doing a whole mate, looking for another place to move and all this other... Anyway, I only got to see probably eight plays, but I was... um encouraged, I will say that I am optimistically pessimistic. I'm like every Eagle. I'm like all of us, right? We always look at the Eagle. For me, watching the Eagles right now, is like watching a guy on the driving range. When you come off the driving range on the golf course, you're like, yo, this dude didn't miss a shot. Tiger Woods did that at Valhalla. Remember when he first had his first me back thing, and he was gone. And then he just showed up at the PGA Championship. And everyone was like, what? This dude just shows up at a major? And I'll never forget. Pat Perez walked off the drive range, who I did a show with. And I was like, "Bruh," I was watching Tiger 2. And he was like, that fool's going to win this week. I'm like, what? He goes, he didn't miss a shot. And then he goes out there and can't hit one golf shot on the golf course. We call that Ranger Rick. ranger you a ranger rick all-star like you go on the driving range and you're like this dude is never going to lose a golf tournament and then on thursday you're like this dude's not even going to finish on friday he's going home before friday's over he got no chance and that's kind of how i look at the eagles in the preseason especially now the way that the preseason is going to work we're going to learn even less about this team and we're going to see flashes of greatness and we'll see some flashes, but it's not going to be until week two or week three that we really go. All right. We legit got a team that might be okay. Or by week three, we'll be like, well, it'll be awesome if we win a game or two. <laughs> like, well, here, here's, I think, how- I, here's my question to you guys. Let me ask you this. Cause I always ask my friends this question. Cause this is troubling to me. Would it be better to have a team that sucks? Right? But so when they win, you're like, that was awesome. They won or would you rather have a team that kind of gives you hope and kind of makes it to the first round of the playoffs all the time but you know they're never going to win big
2: so it's, right it's funny but which is better it's funny cuz going into this season i have like no expectations so i feel like i can't be disappointed so <laughs> me too
0: that's how i feel <laughs> like i got when people are like what do you think your eagles are going to do i was like i don't care don't matter i mean i care but it's like If they suck, cool. But, like, I still got the tattoo, not getting that removed, right? (laughs) Like, I know we're going to be building. I know there's some things that we got to do. So, I don't – I'm like you. I don't have any real crazy high expectations. I would love to see Jalen Hurts look good. I would would love to see Miles Sanders continue to grow as a running back and, like, get better. But, again, I think this year, too – Winning the NFC East this year is like what I said last year. That's like winning skinniest kid at fat camp. (laughs) Like, you're still at fat camp, all right? Like, awesome. I won the least ugly in an ugly contest. Well, I was still in an ugly contest. Okay, so So how
1: how many of your Eagles friends texted you last night after the Joe Flacco touchdown overreacting that Joe Flacco should be the starting quarterback? Cause that's how you know no Eagles them. fans. Cause I was None out, I was out no. someplace, nice.
2: and that there was definitely nah. the one person who goes, "Flacco should be the starter." <laughs> no.
0: Nah. all of my Come friends on, know better than to send me that because I would rip them a new one. Well, they were thinking it. They they just didn't hit send. send. If they sent me something stupid like that, well, they know. They must have learned already. (laughs) If you send me something stupid like that, I'll put it on social media. (laughs) Like, I'm going to share this with 40,000 of our other closest friends, how stupid you are.
2: Well, I look forward to following where you go next on social media. Michael, so glad you could get a few minutes to catch up with us. We always enjoy getting some time. Uh, Good luck with everything you're following next. Can't wait to see your video. Wait, I got a final
1: question question you got Uh any kind words for cowboys you got any kind words for cowboys
0: (laughs) what dallas cowboys yeah Yeah. (laughs) no i didn't i'm trying to figure out so i asked my 12 year old if we're going to go back up to the eagles cowboys game again this year because last year we went to the game and there was i was i was i felt like i was a bad parent but i was very proud (laughs) At the same time, like, you know how weird that feels when your 12-year-old is chanting along with the crowd, Dallas sucks, Dallas sucks, and I'm filming it and looking at him, and he's so <laughs> excited to be yelling it, and at the same time, I'm like, I am such a bad parent for allowing this, but it feels kind of good. What so, age did he start? Me,
1: what age did he start the Dallas sucks, Dallas sucks
0: chant? Oh, man, I don't <laughs> Well, I don't know. Well, you know what? I live in Florida, so our child services won't come here to the house. I <laughs> got five.
2: Yeah, see, I've got a one and a half year old and a four and a half year old, so I'm trying to figure out what's too young to to start teaching them that. Like if I if I teach the one and a half year old that, my wife will definitely give me some side oh, eye. Oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> one and a half is
0: too young. Cause they won't they won't get it. But at least with the with the four and a half to five, when my boy was five, I showed him video of eagles. Cowboys and and because he's now big Eagles fan with me and so he could understand when the crowd started doing the chant that they were taunting Dallas and the Dallas fans but if you do it too young that like a one and a half year old won't know when it's not appropriate to you right like you don't <laughs> go around be, telling everybody that you know yeah. Pre-school. and the lord said well, well look be like, Whoa, no. michael
2: that's wifey that's another one i will i will sleep contact outside. you for some parenting advice on how to handle this situation and we always look to having <laughs> you back on for the golf thanks so much for the time man
0: anytime new episode of america's caddy comes out next friday on espn plus and that's the one with Canelo. I race BMWs with Anthony Anderson. Oh, man. Uh, Troy Mullins is in it. And I get to eat Maryland Blue Crab with Cal Ripken Jr. You're See? kidding. I know my life is so
2: stupid. Uh huh. You believe you just said no. that out loud, Michael? That's your life.
0: No. I- I know. That's what. I'm, I, trust me when I tell you. Like, hey, what did you do? Well, I had Marilyn blue crab with Cal Ripken Jr. Eh, I no big BSWs deal. Ws with Anthony Anderson, <laughs> and I hung out with Canelo Alvarez. Good night. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> thanks,
2: I thanks, don't Michael. Why so many You just hate dropped you the on mic. Media, I don't get it. Yeah, I got. Right? You know, I, I introduced I mean? you as best as I could. You took it out as best you could, Michael. You have a great one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thanks, Cal. Too have take a great it weekend. easy.
2: Jeff, I can't beat that. I don't have Maryland crabs with Cal Ripken. Why don't you become his caddy? I have to be strong enough to hold the bag for 18 holes on the (laughs) golf course to do that. And hold that big trophy, right? (laughs) That trophy was huge. If you saw that picture, it was enormous. He's sitting in the seat on the jet plate. And I'm looking at it going, dude's got Canelo Alvarez, like – Framing pictures of him Knocking him out on the ground On the green And then he's on his private jet Holding his big I trophy I want the Jordans Where do you get those? He's got so many sweet shoes yeah. I'll send you some. They're cool You'll Not send the me the shoes, shoes or The photos. pictures well, Hey look I, I finally got you something yeah. We didn't even mention it During the show Yes you did I Well you did got something For my finally son. bring something Back <laughs> for your son We're just using it To prop up the camera <laughs> We are using it With 45 seconds left I was at Roy Halliday's Retirement game We'll talk more about that on uh, With Greg Dobbs On next week's show Yeah, But I did get you a souvenir, which is significant because we've been doing the show for many years now, and I don't mm. think I've ever gotten you anything before. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and but give it wasn't a... for me. So, if it makes you feel better, it still doesn't count, right? Well, I tried. Yeah, I tried. Uh, My Jeff, son thanks you. Twenty seconds left. What else you got? We didn't get to much. It, it,
1: of it. it must be killing you that there are sports that we did not get to discuss.
2: I prepare a whole large document, yes. and we got through nothing. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.